All Indians Matter. Hello and welcome to All Indians Matter. I am Ashraf Engineer. This is an extremely special episode because we have for the first time a guest. Ranjana Banerjee is one of India's senior most journalists having been in the profession for more than 30 years. She's worked across a variety of print titles from Midday to DNA and many others and is today one of our most respected columnists on media and national affairs. This episode is special to me at a personal level too because Ranjana was there when I began my career in 1995 at Midday. Uh, she was feature editor then if memory serves and went on to become deputy editor. Ranjana you were also the first columnist for the All Indians Matter website so you're becoming a <laughs> talisman of sorts for All Indians Matter. <laughs> Hi Ashraf thanks for the wonderful introduction. I'm honored to be here. Welcome to the show Ranjana and thank you all for listening. Today we're going to discuss the state of the Indian media the changes it has undergone over the past 5 or 6 years whether there has been a decline in its credibility very importantly and what lies ahead uh, ranjana we'll jump straight in what's your view of the indian news media today well ashraf you know i write about it a lot it is one of the most depressing times i have ever been in i think with the country in general and with the media definitely i mean i you think that you can't sink any lower and then that happens you're down there right at the bottom i was just you know there was a slight glimmer of hope if i can just discuss you know current events yeah, a few sure. days ago when uh, there was coverage of the hatras uh, gang rape and the eventual death of the victim uh, when uh, several news channels sort of jumped in they were there at night they were questioning the police and uh, sort of doing their job and within 3 days we've seen those very same channels sort of dripping right right down into government propaganda because that seems to be their default mode i mean they do a little bit of journalism and then that's too much for them and they go back into propaganda mode where they are sort of uh, vilifying the victim trying to prove that uh, she was wrong going after the family i mean it, it's tragic i i am beyond hope to be honest You know this uh, since you mentioned this whole bit about going after the victim itself so that seems to be sort of a pattern right we've seen this of course with hatras but we've seen this earlier also with the lynchings and other uh, such events where you know while the state itself has filed cases against the victims and their families the media seems to be kind of right in sync with that yeah absolutely i mean I, it's it's terrible but the last 6 years have really shown a metal or lack of metal as journalists where we have just capitulated to the smallest amount of pressure and uh, followed a government line where are the very essence of your job is to question and to be skeptical of whatever is fed to you from the government of course i say this in a broad way it's not that things were perfect before Absolutely. but there was enough of a quorum if you like to ensure that uh, enough people were asking questions but now we seem to have a tiny minority asking questions and those are badgered and harangued all the time and worse happens to them they get killed they get jailed they get cases put against them and uh, most people i think just give in yeah i i i'm hard put to find an explanation for why that is is it monetary pressure is it fear for your life is it just shamelessness and i rather suspect yeah. that that's what it is it's currying favor and absolute lack of any professional integrity at all 
Yeah, and I think since you mentioned, uh, you know, cases against journalists, uh, sedition seems to be the flavor of the month, right? And no matter what happens, there's a sedition case against people. So today, in fact, uh, I read that a journalist from Kerala on his way to Hathras uh, had a sedition case slapped against him for doing just that, for going to Hathras. I mean, the very fact that we have a sedition law in this country is absolutely unconscionable. It is an old colonial law. They had it for their own reasons. Why we've kept it is just, you know, it's one of those now points of democracy or sort of fault lines of democracy, uh, if you will, where the authoritarian nature of the state has been allowed this chance to erupt whenever it wants to. Because the populist thing to say now is that every government has used it one way or any other. And let's accept that that's true. But no government has used it so many times within this one period of you know, within this current framework. There's no reason to have this law at all, frankly. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, Ranjana, you've been one of the few people who've been outspoken and have said things as they are. I mean, one of the things that, you know, people kind of uh, run rings around but don't actually say is that this decline seems to have come in immediately after the election of the BJP government, the first uh, government. Of course, we are now in the second government's tenure. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you could, you could sort of look back in near history and say somewhere around the India against uh, corruption movement. Corruption. From there, building up into sort of the change of government and whatever the faults of the previous government, and there were several, maybe some of the lies told by CAG added to the whole uh, sort of uh, sort of suitcase of allegations or problems or anger against them. And I let's not uh, take away from that. I mean, every voter has a right to decide what they want to do. But that government was questioned for every mistake that it made. And it was taken to task for everything that it did. Whether it was uh, the 2G spectrum or the Commonwealth Games or the coal allocations and various other issues, policy paralysis, uh, fights within the government, all that was in open public domain, discussed by journalists, discussed by commentators, discussed on television. It was all part of that. What happened from 2013 or 2012 or 2013 as Mr. Modi was pushed to be Prime Minister of India, suddenly the mood within the media changed and everything Mr. Modi did was correct. Everything he said was correct. And the media allowed itself to be part of the PR effort to put Mr. Modi into the prime minister's seat. And since then, it's just been downhill all the way. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the fact that the previous government was hauled over the coals. Legitimately, questions were asked by the media, as they should ask, right? But somehow it seems that the media is still asking questions of that government only, which is, you know, the parties are today in opposition. But he's still asking questions of that government. <laughs> I think that is something that no journalist or, you know, media watcher anywhere in the world can understand how... The opposition is to blame for every single mistake that this government has made. I mean, it is, uh, should one laugh? I mean, it's bad enough to blame Mr. Nehru, who died in 1964. But to then blame everything on some other previous government trying to let yourself off the hook, maybe that worked in the first uh, term. But... I, this is now your second term. You have, but one thing is certain. I, I mean, there's no point us saying, you know, beating around the bush. This is not a government that will take responsibility or will be held accountable for anything. They will try to fudge or bludgeon their way out of whatever it is. In fact, you know, you spoke about Nehru, but we even had the Mughals being blamed. 
Yeah. Oh, well, I would say the Mughals and the, uh, is an old, old uh, BJP RSS ploy. So that's part of their textbook. So that's a default reaction for them. But to sort of go back to the first uh, Prime Minister of India, how many people were alive in 1964? Yeah. I can tell you, I was a year and a half. Yeah. That was my age. Yeah, well, more, so, than, uh, more than 50% yeah. of India is under 35 yeah. years of age. So, I mean, yeah. you know. so who are you talking to? So who are you talking to when you said Nehru did this and Nehru did that? It all eventually, you know, is ducking responsibilities because I don't think they have the courage to do that. And that's not why they came to path. It's not governance that they care about. At yeah. All. yeah, but I think the media's role in all of this is should be discussed because, yes, government performance is discussed. But for the first time, we are finding that the media's performance is also under a cloud. Well, with good reason. And it's very sad for me to say this, but unfortunately, uh, television has really almost destroyed all our reputations. Yeah. I mean, how does one stand up as a journalist, the same as these TV anchors who are just fomenting hysteria day after day, lies, rubbish, propaganda, everything. I, I The whole Shushan Singh Rajput case is will be a case study later to see how you fell for propaganda not so different from where the nazis did it or any fascist organization or any big uh, you know communist totalitarian state yeah. it's all exactly the same thing pushing a line one to deflect attention from whatever your government is doing and then this absolute shameless vilification of a whole number of people because you act which was a deflected technique frankly from the disgusting way in which the government handled the COVID infections and still is not handling it and the economic collapse of India. So all that together, plus you add Kashmir, plus you add the citizenship problems and you get this fine mess where the death of this poor young man is being, you know, uh, manipulated for what it's worth. Yeah. But uh, Radhika, more critically, you know, why do you think this is happening in the media? I mean, what, what happened suddenly that the media found that it cannot stand up and question as it should? I think partly there's one thing that happened and that is there was a rightward shift within the media itself. And we saw many signs of this in the second decade of the 21st century, where ownership became more important, where management took over even more than it was before. Yeah. If you remember, even when we worked together in midday many years ago, yeah. uh, it was a publisher-run newspaper where management played almost no role in our lives at all. The editor and the editorial team said everything and the publisher supported us about most every I mean, I can't think of any time when the publisher didn't support us. But as... I feel we really saw them, in fact. Hmm, exactly. But as things got more corporatized, and this is true across uh, journalism, this whole uh, uh, sort of way of controlling newsrooms became cleverer. And, you know, with Medianet, where the glamour industry first fell under uh, sort of uh, management control, so that was money. Yeah. Everything was sold for money. Business had been like that, you know, on the edge one way or the other for many years before that. And then slowly they infiltrated into everything. I mean, we never talk about paid news anymore. And most people misunderstand what it is. But actually it is political parties negotiating with the management directly to buy editorial space. People think that it's journalists selling editorial space. That is something else altogether. Right. But paid news specifically is election related now uh, 
you know it's become so common place i think that no one thinks about it anymore because it has completely mimicked what was the older practice of journalism yeah and there is no disclaimer either nowadays so you know that when medianet started out i think there was a brief period where they would identify it as a medianet article or a paid article i tell you what was very amusing sorry for oh, interrupting please. you ashraf when it first came out that that's what they were doing at Bennett Coleman and the idea that the reason they did it was they said anyway journalists are selling editorial space for money and doing pr on the side we might as well make money out of it and there was a huge uproar from other publications i mean sanctimoniousness and self righteousness oozing out of every pore we would never do anything like this bennett coleman is the pits etc etc they all did it every single publication in this country followed some form of media net or the other after that the public that's yeah? right so it, it actually that whole anger uh, is worth nothing it's very amusing if you go back and read all those editorials that they put out whether it's india today or hindu or hindustan right. times or whoever else i mean they were full of outrage and they've all just fell into line so beautifully yeah. after that in fact you know ranjana this is an interesting time to actually bring in this aspect what we're seeing also alongside all of these things that you're talking about is a sort of general decline in the quality of newsroom uh, leadership and uh, you know where are the quality editors a <laughs> tough question ashraf you know i haven't been in a newsroom for 10 years but i can tell you even then we were discussing how they were getting rid of institutional memory what the basic the best newsroom that you can manipulate is to find a career journalist someone who's just there to obey orders who wants a designation and all the sort of perks that goes with it and then fill up with interns who don't know any better and i this is nothing against interns i think they all come into the job hoping to do something to make a difference like we all were when we became whether we wandered in by mistake or it we felt it was our vocation we knew what we were doing i mean we knew what we wanted to do or we got excited by the process once we got into it but here you are using young people and manipulating them to do what you want and that for a management point of view is the cheapest and the easiest way to run a newspaper i mean i've known people who've been elevated to editor status who have genuinely said why do reporters have to go out why can't they sit by a phone and uh, file copy so you have eliminated the need for everything i mean news gathering itself foreign news gathering remove because you use agency copy right. interland news gathering if you were a uh, the newspaper in a big city remove because you didn't even use stringers you just bought uh, agency copy and slowly you That's shrunk right. your domain to the local and uh, you can you think that you can easily manage that with a few interns of course you don't get a newspaper at the end of it yes. you get a publicity sheet you know with whatever the police rap sheet puts out and whatever little briefs come from municipality which no one's interested in and that's it yeah in fact you know rather over the last few months we've seen a general disinvestment in the news business from the news media houses themselves so we've seen you know uh, hundreds of journalists being laid off titles have shut yeah. bureaus have shut you know, is there a future for news now i mean who the hell is going to bring out the newspaper or the whatever the, the you know like media material you know, that is a different question that is the revenue stream and that's a problem that everybody knew there was going to be for many years now it has affected the west very badly but we choose not to you know learn anything from them or from what has happened i feel that the answer is staring at you in the face i do not think there's any future for television the way we have it now where you buy a tv subscription and have a cable or a dish at data i think that time is over 
it the future is on the internet and so it is for any form of broadcasting i don't know in how many places in the world people right. watch 24 hour news television anymore all the while i don't know how many young people spend all their time on 24 hour news television either so i think that there is a change happening and unless people you know right. they will fall by the wayside and collapse but the i don't think journalism itself will go whether badly practiced or well practiced i think right. that will remain but it will be a different animal on a different medium and we know what the medium it is it is the internet it is absolutely and we seeing the first of the you know digital titles news titles coming up in india Now, what do you make of them well most of them i think are doing a fine job uh, because they are not you know they don't have production costs it's that much easier for them to manage on whatever little they have but they will need revenue and whether this advertising revenue alone is going to be enough is a question that you know somebody has to come up with a better model we all know that right, right now it's not subscription is not enough uh, yeah. you know ad revenue is not enough crowdfunding is not enough it has to be some combination yeah. of all that i mean i don't think the current move to put everything about paywalls which they're doing because they're desperate for money is actually going to be uh, worthwhile right. i think people now you know you, you the day when you sat for half an hour in front of your newspaper and read from page 1 to yeah. page 24 32 or whatever it was that day those days have gone even when you're online you don't want the whole paper you want bits of right. things so either google does it for you and decides what you want or you go and find it yourself now i don't i'm not going to subscribe to 7000 newspapers because i want to read one article from each of them a week right so you got to give me a better package as a subscriber yeah a curated package in some way or the other and i don't think anyone's come up with that model just yeah yet. i can tell yeah. you i mean it's i'm on a jury right now looking uh, through some articles for the uh, awards that are going to be given in the media right half the half the articles are behind paywalls half are behind all kinds of other things so the poor organizer is going <laughs> mad trying to give us access <laughs> to yeah. those <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's a it's a not a i don't think it's a working yeah. model right now they'll have to come up with yeah. something but right now you can see that they're desperate for money that's what it is you know we keep talking about journalists and the media and all of that right but there is a responsibility that the reader viewer user call him or her what you want uh, they they also bear that right and you think that are they less demanding are they less discerning because i'm asking this because you know every time you ask a journalist about the things that we are talking about although often there is the argument we are only giving the readers what they want you know that is actually true and i would say they are giving the viewers what they want because in every case the lowest common denominator is always going to be more popular that's the way journalism has always been that's the way human nature has been but it is a cop out as far as a journalist is concerned or a newsroom is concerned to say i will only do that and you should advertise yourself as that for instance the sun in the uk doesn't pretend to be anything else right. so every tv channel in india which purports to be a news channel should just say i am a sleazy tabloid television version right and whoever goes there will go for that reason if the minute you pretend to provide news then you're drawing in an audience on false pretenses right. so if you're open about what you were i mean in long ago on ah wheeler at the right. the magazine at book stalls on uh, railway stations across india you could buy all kinds of sleazy film publications uh-huh. you knew what they were the seller knew what they were the producer of the publication knew what it was no one was being fooled here you are deliberately fooling people by pretending 
to be a news channel and i'm going back again and again to television because frankly they are the kids i i don't think those anchors are journalists i think there are some poor tragic journalists who work there as reporters who are trapped yeah. whether they have to make a living or they don't know what to do i mean the, the ridiculous things they've made them do in the past few days jump yeah, on jcp harang postman it is tragic yeah yeah it's like watching some really weird comedy show sometimes or yeah exactly exactly i mean you can't even tell how some of those are doing it because they have no option some of them are doing it because they are excited but you know we've all been given orders in jobs where we've not always had the courage to say i'm not going to do this and when you're young and you're right. starting out it's difficult but who is the person giving them the order that is the person who takes the responsibility and that person is missing in action because they are even worse that's right i mean i don't know uh, people and this other thing that happens in india which is i i just can't uh, get my head around it is this need to hero worship yeah. journalists or news anchors or whatever they are and build them up to something bigger and they are they're all bound for a fall because none of us are perfect at least with print you know you're you're a little you're behind yeah. that you're behind your words these people are out there and they make a cake of themselves and you know i i'm sure they go home and they look at themselves in the mirror every night and said my god you did a fantastic job and watch reruns like some sad character <laughs> 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 it's a movie but i mean they are are setting themselves up so look into the crystal ball for me 5 years from now what what what's it going to look like india's media landscape well right now it's collapsed so i would say if we continue with government propaganda if we carry on on this trajectory that we are heading on with no money going in sacking everyone no money coming in no money going into news mm-hmm. gathering no revenue coming in it's actually a very bleak prospect unless somebody somewhere has the brains to understand what's happening and fights against it i'm not full of hope to be honest i mean whatever future i see i see is on the internet in these little little nugget things yeah. which people will look for on their own yeah. but just for the benefit of the viewers want to know i should uh, tell them that you know, the the two most expensive things that you can do in media uh, are news and sports now as far as sports is concerned you have a very clear revenue stream you know exactly how to go about that as a business proposition but with news it's a little trickier right i mean you can't just do anything that you feel like and you know, got to be a little more careful uh, it's very difficult now with uh, audiences changing content consumption also all of that right also the very act of news gathering is by itself expensive it was expensive earlier it's expensive now but earlier there were budgets for it so within your system you had budgets yeah. for it but now uh, you it's the question is where do you cut corners and how responsible are you as a media house and unfortunately we've seen irresponsibility and the easiest way to cut corners i i i mean do you think that they care we've all worked in publications where we've had uh, economy drives of various kinds i know and this is slightly idiotic what i'm going to say one of the places where i worked our economy drive would be on toilet paper yeah. the yeah. quality of the toilet paper would change every time someone had to look at the budget right. and then after a few days a boss would say this toilet paper is terrible how right. dare you buy it then everyone say but madam you said we are spending too much money so we <laughs> <laughs> 
companies with cost cutting but intelligent work very rarely happens and you know and another other thing is this is as far as the media is concerned you know it's a it's an important thing uh, we, most people understand that the media is a decline or they have a point of view on the way any news is portrayed but most very few people actually make the connection between the good strong thriving media landscape and their own freedoms and the way the country functions and i just wondering if you want to sort of talk a little bit about that well i sorry i am going back to television again because this person comes into your bedroom or your living room or whatever it is you think you know them and because you hear them blabbering on you think you understand how the media works so and then you have people saying the media always tells people how they should do how you should run the country how you should be a doctor how you should be a teacher you know questions you so why can't we question you as a journalist where you're not doing your job but unfortunately 90% of the time they get it wrong about what your job is and in today's world it's all tied up with how they see your political mm-hmm. leaning the they often forget that the very same journalist who is criticizing ex government will criticize y government as well when they come to power but if every journalist is only praising y government and criticizing all the former right. governments then obviously the viewer or the readers perspective gets skewed and they themselves are unsure of where they are and i have to say over here the media itself is also right. to blame for not making a distinction between what is a media house run by journalists and what are propaganda blogs or sites or tv channels as you see with op india or with sudarshan news these are clear propaganda sites but they have they have inveigled their way into the sort of general mainstream media right. and taken over that space and because the media has also behaved in the same mm. absurd manner people are unable to distinguish between them and how i mean in a way you yeah. can't blame yeah. them So uh, you know the question really is how do how do the media now redeem themselves <laughs> that's why i started with the example of uh, this whole <laughs> the first few days of the hatras coverage and what it's become today so they started off doing a little bit of yeah. journalism everyone got very excited and said oh my god even within the media community they said oh my god look aaj tak india today etc they've all done some real journalism within a few days they've gone back to the same nonsense to try and say and just i mean if you think of the absurdity right. of a elected state government saying that there's an international conspiracy against them for the brutal gang rape and eventual murder right. of a young woman which is tied in somehow with black lives matter trying to take over india i i just can't can't even understand the conspiracy of what it is when clearly you have upper caste men and some women trying to uh, you know uh, defend the accused or save them from any kind of prosecution you've just turned everything that journalism on its head and then and yet you continue to push this absurd government line i mean if you remember even though nothing happened to rebecca brooks at all phone hacking yeah. etc 
went up to the British Parliament and a huge commission, public commission of inquiry on uh, the functioning of the news of the world for hacking into a girl's, uh, a murdered girl's phone and everything else that came That's up right. around. And there were one of the big problems, Ranjana, I think, is that we don't really have a good uh, uh, ombudsman or a independent regulator for uh, the media, is it? You see, here you reach the trickiest issue of all. And that is, if you ask for a regulator and it's government, then you've had it. Because once you've opened that door, it's never going to shut. We all No, I think I'm, what I'm referring to is, you know, the internationally, you might have regulators put in place by the industries uh, themselves. Yes, so uh, the print has of sorts some kind of uh, regulation. The web has a government always watching it because it comes on to all the various complications of IT, the IT Act. Television claims to have some broadcasters association, but I really don't know what it does. I, as far as I'm concerned, they don't practice television. You know, one or two uh, anchors doing something that uh, uh, approximates journalism doesn't mean that most of television news has anything to do with journalism at all, as far as I'm concerned. At least. So they, they claim now that they're going to do some regulation after the latest thing. But I think they do have some associations. I don't know what... Yeah. You say, as far as print, I mean, even that press council of India and all that is useless. But we have fought against it because we know what happens if you ask for regulation. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I think it's very clear that we, having a government regulator does not work. Yeah. In fact, it's, it's it makes things even worse. Yeah. But how do you how do you have an ombudsman of sorts? Well, let's put it that way. And then I think uh, Hindu has a readers editor. The Wire has right. Scroll has some of them do have an ombudsman but even within yeah. as you were saying you know let's go back to one of the earlier questions you asked me about the caliber of editors today and without being all right. Right. Uh, you know rosy spectacles about the past and all that stuff at least journalists at those days were cynical and skeptical on the whole and you were out to do your job to present the right. story and the same rules apply actually whether you are a glamour journalist or a lifestyle journalist or a sports journalist or a business journalist or it's not only about political reporting. It's everything all the way around. And if you're not able, right. you the editor, editors from junior to the senior to the editor mm -hmm. has to set that tone for you that our job is to ask questions and find out things that are going wrong that shouldn't be going wrong. That is our basic job. It doesn't matter which field we're in. And that's not happening right. because nobody is asking what's going wrong because everybody knows what's going wrong. And what's going wrong is that the government of India and various state governments are failing very badly on major issues. All newspapers report on this, Ashraf. Let's not pretend that they don't. But all these media houses are very clever and right. they'll do one thing in their newspaper, something else in their TV channel, something yeah. else in their other newspaper. Yes. It's all very cleverly worked out. I mean, I worked in the Times of India for a few years and I cannot say that I had a bad experience at all. No, I think one of the problems, uh, Ranjana, the way I see it also is that, you know, you do one thing right, you question a government and it's not about any one government, any government. You know, you question them about something that's obviously wrong. But then you find the need to counterbalance it by, you know, saying 25 things good about it. Uh, that may not necessarily be true in the first place. So, uh, you know, we, I'm observing a lot of that kind of uh, sort of pattern um, emerging. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is It is all that that's happening all the while around you. And it, there are different ways of, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. if you look at edit pages today, 
in across newspapers when did government when did ministers and government uh, officers get regular yeah. uh, columns every day on this basis yeah. in the past never so you have over the years sort of legitimized them as columnists or expert to push forward their government's point of view or their party's point of view depending on where you fall you have no business doing that actually once in a while and right over yeah. there advertorial sponsored by bjp sponsored by congress yeah. whatever it is but Absolutely. you don't do that anymore so you know ondina we've spoken a lot about the gloom and doom part of it but uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, you know the positives what still gives you hope are you seeing any well yeah when i see when i talk to younger reporters when i speak to younger journalists when i see the kind of work that's doing being done by caravan or even half post quint i see a lot of hope in that why are scroll the usual suspects people will blame me for saying mentioning those i see a lot as i say i'll see a lot of those even with younger reporters across the publications that i follow i have to admit i do yeah. not watch television because i can't bear it but i do sometimes see little yeah. bits of work that the reporters do which is non prime time and i can see that there is a difference and that they are yeah. you know they are worthy of that then i you know i get sent a lot of stuff that i read to look through and there's a lot of work good work going on you know there are a lot of social issues covered which we never did before a lot of uh, rural issues yeah. covered which we never did before caste issues we are now covering more and more yeah. i'm seeing some excellent work on that because that's a big failure as far as i'm concerned where the media right is uh, i think with kashmir after the government clamp down we have seen some work done by kashmiri journalists and others who have managed to get in something something they have tried to do that so at various levels there is a lot of work going on and i'm very proud and happy to see that women are at the forefront of many of yeah. these because from although I, women in the indian media have been sort of given opportunities or taken their opportunities more than in many other mm-hmm. parts of the world even the west uh their voices yeah. they are, they seem to be braver they seem to be less career conscious in that they're not looking at uh, you know getting that next promotion and getting that big chair not all of them but many of them yeah. so that i find very hard so in the sense of the caliber of journalists or the people who want to do it i don't think there's I, i think we are okay there but unfortunately for them and the kind of workplaces that they are going to find are yeah. miserable you know what i see you mentioned uh, the younger journalists and i must say uh, you know i teach in a lot of colleges with media and communication colleges and i obviously work a lot with very young people right people who are just about 20 21 or so and you know if you talk really now about consumers of news or consumers of information these are the guys that are really a future and i find a lot of hope in the viewer of the future the user of the future the reader of the future because these guys are not afraid to sort of uh, call to call a spade a spade they are not afraid to reject bad journalism and you know if if reader or viewer demand impacts what you are going to put out there then you know that's also a ray of hope as far as i am concerned yes absolutely no that's what if it has to be there that's where the hope has to be that's where the future has to be but you know i just i'll it's i'm not going back to the doom and gloom but i'm going back to also our lack of or at least mine my own lack my of knowledge mm-hmm. on the way new mediums and different medium works when i was sort of researching on this whole uh, shushan singh rajput case i i i can't remember whose article it was but she had done a brilliant job maybe news laundry Yeah, I think somebody at News right. Laundry talking 
to young men who run youtube channels who have subscribers of over 100000 who right. are were just pushing this case for justice and against riya chakravarti or whatever it is but their their source of news was sudarshan news and other such uh sort of propaganda sites and from a bizarre situation where the news is being sourced from other news channels <laughs> yeah, exactly no so but if they had they had youtube channels where they were putting out their little point of view and their anger and their frustration or their ideas and they've got 100000 subscribers right. for talking about a huge sort of demographic in india which operates outside the gender media yeah and they have found a yeah. niche for themselves where they are communicating with each other which you are not aware of even no. if you are watching republic or aaj tak or india tv or any other yeah. sabhi yeah. channel yeah that's true it is almost like an underground uh, sort of a... yeah or maybe i don't think it's underground it's right there in your face it's not underground i think it's a wrong yeah. word for, for it but yeah it's almost under the radar let's put it that way. yeah yeah it's under the radar under our radar because we yeah. come under that anglophone uh, traditional yeah. Yeah. idea of ourselves thinking yeah. that we are the ones who make the sort yeah. of set the trends and make the decisions yeah. in fact you raised a important point here when you said anglophone readership so speaking you know, of most of us you and i we consume our news in english but in reality india consumes its uh, news in its local languages i mean for example yeah, the you know the hindi number one hindi daily would have seven times the readership of the number one english daily but most of all yeah, so yeah. what what do you think is happening there i mean do you think they are doing a better job the regional media i think it's the same hit and miss most of them belong to large groups which now have feet everywhere whether it's the jagrans yeah. or the bhaskars or amarujala or the hindustans etc they all they spread themselves wide now they have got english they have got hindi they have got everything and they cater to their audience very much what they have done which is a very good thing yeah. is they professionalized themselves in terms a little better than they used to be before but uh, I, i mean some of them do good work i do try yeah. and read some hindi stories now and then to get an idea of what's happening some of them do excellent work i think it's pretty much the same as it is with yeah. everybody but certainly in many cases they are likely to be more pro government but the right wing turn of the media in india is now i think complete yeah. it is completely right 90, where earlier it was accused of being left and i don't mm-hmm. think that was it ever really true except for a few yeah. openly leftist publications everything was a bit centrist but now it's uh, clear yeah. right wing yeah. and that crosses across everything yeah. no i'm also glad ranjana that you mentioned so many media titles because now we've stepped up stepped on everybody's toes so we can't be accused of being in a bias against anyone <laughs> <laughs> so we've we've done it all right we stepped on we've talked about the government we talked about yeah, every single media house yeah. that came to our uh, our mind so you know in that sense we are object any any particular journalists that impress you today coming back to the sort of hope part of it i'm not going to i'm not going to name people because i'm a little against this right, right. like i but i think there are lots of good work going out over there i think people need to go and look for the younger names the not the big star names right and i would be very happy if your listeners or your friends or whatever would avoid yeah. making heroes out of television actors i can tell you this as having stopped watching television i don't we don't have a subscription in our house anymore right. for any for 
you know a dish or whatever it is mm-hmm. so it's made life so much easier i can't tell you <laughs> yeah, what about the stories yeah. any stories in recent times that uh, you appreciated i i i've seen some yeah some uh, several very good stories a lot of good stories on the environment some excellent work on all the the whole economic uh, uh, environmental impact assessment right. draft bill some very good stories over there huffington post has done some very good work on that i've seen some uh, i think nitin sethi and his uh, oh they have mentioned it i didn't want to mention it <laughs> yeah there there some a few environmental journalists who have done some uh, excellent work there a lot of good work being done by women yeah across on women's issues on you know things like pari network khabar yes. leheria bao connection yes. who are looking at other stories from the grassroots which are ignored by mainstream newspapers uh, yes i think there's uh, uh, plenty of good work happening but it's all in the writing as far yeah. as i'm concerned so i really cannot uh, be fair to television at all I yeah. really don't know if they yeah. do anything because whenever yeah. people discuss anything, they say, "Oh, they saw they saw some show, and X anchor was not so bad or better uh-huh. than Y anchor." I mean, that those screaming matches yeah. to me are not journalism. It's all. Have you seen the film Network? I think that should be a must view. Yeah, the seventy-seven film about this television uh, anchor. loses his mind i kind of have a vague memory of it but i i think it is it actually it is a very old film it's got fade on away <laughs> peter finch right. and uh, it is about manipulation by the studio of an anchor uh-huh. and this very uh-huh. popular news anchor and what is done to the news itself and what is done to him and it is right. for a film made so many years ago it is uh, amazingly <laughs> the foresight Today and in another country is quite yeah. remarkable. You know, in fact, uh, when you were mentioning about uh, the stories that were interesting, I, I seem to remember recently, uh, maybe a couple of months ago, uh, stories on uh, coal blocks being opened up in the Chhattisgarh forests, and uh, there was a huge. Yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah. I think yeah. the government had to climb down uh, based on the media reporting and the. No, no, that was part of that whole engine. The, the you know to uh, this whole environmental. Uh, assessment to remove that it's from a number of things there yeah. is the chatisgarh mountains there is uh, the uh, dibang valley in arunachal pradesh there is uh, this thing in the uh, in the western uh-huh. ghats and in assam so these are part of the environment ministries attempts see all this is trying they are trying to do it under the radar while everyone's uh, combating a virus or not having any money to live right. or whatever it is to push through all right. these laws yeah so yeah so that's what i think environmentally there's a lot of very good yeah. work yeah. going on so my my final question to you ranjana uh, if you were hired to set right at newsroom what would you do oh, lord <laughs> i think i would first uh, well stop stop the management from entering that has to be your if you're going to run a newsroom you've got to be able to get that going otherwise if you don't do that you're finished stop the interference get mm-hmm. rid of or sideline all your careerist uh, uh, you know what how is that an unfair word to use careerist no no not at all or let's say the All the sucker uppers. Is that a nice of word? Any word you prefer. There's no censorship on this uh, yeah. in this uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah. So get rid of all. I mean, sideline those. Give back the power to the desk and the newsreader. Uh, you know, give your reporters a free hand. 
to come up whatever they come up with and i think it i mean the it's not as people say though i hate that phrase okay, so i won't use it i won't say it's not mm-hmm. rocket science i say that there is a way in which a newsroom is run and it's not difficult to do and is it also commercially viable now i think that if you leave the commerce to the department that's supposed to get the commerce for you and separate yourself and do the news the way it ought to be i think mm-hmm. then that's how it will have to work there's no other way it is not the job of a journalist to make money for the newspaper i think that much is pretty much so absolutely i mean i can't think of anything more profound or better to end with uh, ranjana thanks so much for being part of the show this is truly special no thanks ashraf thanks so uh, and thank you all for listening uh, please visit www.allindiansmatter.in for more columns videos and audio podcasts you can follow me on twitter at ashraf engineer that's a s h r a f e n g i n w a r and at all indians count that's a l l i n d i a n s c o u n t search for all indians matter facebook page on instagram the handle is all indians matter rajana thanks once again and uh, catch you all again soon